Welcome to my channel. We have a special guest. How are you doing, Lucas? I'm doing good, Jose. How are you doing? I'm good, good, good. So, what's your what's your thoughts on the Barca game? Oh, I thought Barca played an insane match. I really liked how they played um, with Coutinho again. I really, you know me, I love Coutinho. I love the way <laughs> Messi's been playing. I love the way Dembele's been playing. Two yeah, fantastic Dembele, players. Dembele looks like he's a new man after last season. Yeah, last season, unbelievable. I look at Dembele now and he looks incredibly new. He looks like a whole new player. Exactly. Like Dembele, I feel like the pressure, being the replacement of Neymar, and top of that, the price tag they gave him, the drama of exiting Dortmund. I feel like everything just added up. Yeah, I definitely feel like that. I, after seeing the way Dembele's been playing today, it's easy to tell he definitely has a lot more confidence in the way he plays. It's also, he seems more, how do I say, more, more, more very like used to the team. I feel like Messi, Coutinho, and just everybody on the team is just very familiar with him and they're, they like the way he talks, they like the way he plays, they're just very into him now. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think about those rumors about the video game thing and the sloppy lifestyle he has? The sloppy lifestyle? Dembele, oh, I think I've heard about that. He came late. Yeah, but it looks like that's in the past. You think those those comments by the press were true or not? Um, I feel like maybe Dembele has stuff going on at home, which is probably explaining how he didn't do that great last season, even like taking pressure away from it all. But now it's definitely able to see that he's kicking up. He's definitely being an insane player doing real bits down in the the pitch you feel me exactly let alone like if we think about it he's still kind of just a kid he just turned 21 last year and then how many times we see kids messing up but the difference is Dembele plays for Barca that's the only exactly yeah dude exactly everyone doesn't understand playing for a club like Barcelona like that is a top club that is not a top club like Arsenal like you're probably thinking Arsenal or someone one of those not Barcelona is a top club that is a Champions League contending team they are semi-finalists no matter what exactly I feel like maybe like just think about it let's let's put in everybody's shoes like think about Dembele walking in the locker room have to see Messi in his eyes bro and like seeing the whole locker room sinking in he was just a kid probably going in high school and now he's playing with the best exactly now he's playing with the big boys and honestly I can respect how he's doing good now after last season I'm here to forget all of it and I'm ready to see the new Dembele exactly I feel like they did a great job wait um I, let me let me tell you. So today I'm looking at Barca's lineup. I saw the game look great, but Suarez wasn't playing. What do you think about that? I feel like I don't think it's nothing personal. I just think like Suarez was probably playing a lot, and mm-hmm. in really this season is where it really comes like the fire because like it's Champions League, Copa del Rey. Like they had Barca's having three games like in a week, which is kind of crazy. International breaks. I just think. Um, Valverde was just thinking about giving a break to Suarez, even though we all know that these type of players, they don't, they would like to play it all. Mm-hmm. But how do you like the team lineup with Coutinho yeah. on the left, and you have I, 
Messi in the middle, Dembele on the right. I feel like that attacking lineup is disgusting and lethal. I feel like Coutinho is insanely dangerous outside of the box, and Barcelona doesn't really have somebody who can shoot outside of the box outside of Rakitic. Exactly. I feel Dembele. Like, Dembele I feel like, sometimes, you know? Yeah. I feel like Coutinho is like the closest one. Of course, no. From in my opinion, I know there's a lot of different opinions. In my opinion, I feel like there's there's nobody like Messi, but I understand people's opinion. But I feel like the closest one that gets to Messi. I'm I'm not saying like level wise, but like yeah. ability and the style of playing is Coutinho. If you see Coutinho touch and the way he finessed the ball and everything, he's he kind of have that similar style of Messi. You know. I definitely, I think Coutinho is like, they they call him the little magician. You know that? They call him the little <laughs> yeah. magician. The Brazilian. But the I problem think is, great. but here's the problem. Have you heard the rumors that Coutinho might be sold to Man United? Um, I just feel like that's trying to put, you know how media like to like literally put heat to the, what it already is starting to like, yeah, yeah. tensions are going. I just feel that's all because if, I, if I'm Coutinho, right? No offense to United. Mm-hmm. What has to win? Like, he came to Liverpool to do something better. And that's exactly. just literally going backwards. Literally backwards. And probably even more backwards than what he was in Liverpool. I'm just worried about Coutinho's playing time. Coutinho, of course, today, he got some good playing time. But I'm just worried because Coutinho's getting as much minutes as Isco. And Isco's already getting sent. We all know he's going. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think the the problem right here is that the 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 present the direction of Barca they really don't know what they're doing because the problem is they literally spent the majority of the transfer of Neymar and even more with just two players basically basically fighting for the position. That's bond to one of them fail because you gotta give minutes to make them grow like. Mm-hmm. I feel like what they did is wrong. And not not just that. They didn't bring Coutinho to play forward. They bring him to build him. Of course, Coutinho is a natural wing. But from my days, from what I saw, Andres Iniesta was something like that. He started La Masia as a forward. He played left wing. Basically similar like Coutinho. But Barca, Pep Guardiola, mindset slowly built him off as a midfielder. Not, I'm not saying put him right away as a midfielder, play Champions League finals or things like that like you know mm-hmm. like maybe play like I heard like I heard stories that Guardiola decided to go slowly slowly like Guardiola said it in the press like he wanted Andres Iniesta to build that role so what he was doing it was when Guardiola was there Iniesta was playing as a starter but in Camp no as a midfielder yeah and then when he went away away games he either bench or play forward but kind of gave him that time to develop. And Coutinho's not developed. And the only time that he plays is up at top. Like, exactly. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's For me, it's like basically like, for example, we we need a phone, right? And you bring me an iPod. Yeah, it works, but you can't call outside. Like, they, you know, like, when you buy... Yeah, okay, yeah. So, have to have a plan you just can't like buy just to buy exactly but my problem is is I love Coutinho I really do but I don't see him playing a center mid role I really don't because Coutinho 
when I saw him play for Brazil, he was great. He was insane. But Coutinho really shines as a left wing. And from what I've been hearing and what I've been thinking, Neymar wants to leave PSG. Let's be honest. He wants to go. And with Real Madrid's form right now, he definitely would not want to go over there. Who's the second club that would get him? It would definitely be Barcelona. He would fit perfectly back inside, get the trio back together, and Coutinho's there. But how could you let Neymar take Coutinho's position? Coutinho has been insane. Exactly. And then you're also, on top of that, you're cutting the development of Dembélé. Because if you bring Neymar... I don't know where Dembélé is. Oh, that, that's... Oh, my God, you're right. See, and on top of that, on top of that, Coutinho is going to have time to struggle because we have Arturo Vidal, which he's doing a great job. We have Ar- um, Artu, Artu Melo, which he's um, phenomenal. Yeah, insane. I have a why you're not seeing a player that adjusts to a team that fast, especially from South America to Europe. The last one I saw, and it was Neymar. And it speaks for himself what's Neymar. Exactly. Like, like see, how could Like, like no, I just ahead. don't see it. Like, I feel like, like, if they bring Neymar, yes, he's a phenomenal player. But I feel like it's more bringing more trouble than anything. Because <laughs> yeah. you're literally almost bringing 200 and burning it. You invested on Coutinho Dembélé, and you're going to burn it with just one transfer. Yeah, I definitely feel like that because truthfully, I think Messi, phenomenal player, great, but that man needs to play right wing. Barcelona need a strong, big, attacking-minded player like Suarez constantly in the squad. Like, they need a Firmino, the Suarez, somebody big to get behind the defense and cause disruption because Messi, as good as he is, he's not very in-your-face you know, like he's kind of, he dribbles past you, goes right under your arm and slowly slots it into goal. You know, like he, he's more of a, a sneaky kind of guy, but they, I feel like the team needs somebody big and somebody to make a presence to let Messi do that. Exactly. Because we've seen in the World Cup, Messi can't do it all alone. No place exactly. to do it. Because the strikers are Dukes. The, I think Acardi out of all the strikers are, is possibly like the best striker and they don't play him because Messi doesn't like him so yeah that's the downside like I feel like sometimes yes big players is a good thing but at the same time you have to have a balance if this mm-hmm. player gave him so much trouble maybe how much good is having this certain type of ego or or preference in the in the field like this is not a one-man show you know yeah like, how many times do you have seen, for example, Manchester City? Yes, I know they have great talent. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, which player elite, like the likes of Neymar, Ronaldo, Messi, Salah, like City really, if from my top of my head, I could just think about De Bruyne. But De Bruyne is not literally like those, you know what I mean? Like, when you think about like world class, like Zidane, Ronaldinho, world Messi, class. Ronaldo, oh, come on, man. Like, I think. World-class players. Like, seriously, world-class players we're talking about right now. I think Sané is going to be insane. Sané plays. He plays good. He's fast. Mm -hmm. He's strong. Like, relatively strong for his size. And he's just an amazing, all-out, well-rounded player. I think he's world-class or on his way to being world-class. Of course, I think 
and I might get some backlash for this. Aguero is not that good. Now, hear me out. You probably think, what? Aguero's been scoring goals, you know? Even Pep Guardiola mm-hmm. sees it. Pep, he misses right in front of goal. And mm-hmm. that's why last game, Gabriel Jesus started. Because Aguero is not that good anymore. Aguero is great. A fantastic player. Respect what he did for Manchester City. And, you know, respect for everything he's done. But that man is just not performing as much. And if you're if you have Gabriel Jesus starting, it's obvious that even Pep Guardiola sees it. At this point. Not even, not even just that. Guardiola, he's the type of guy that likes play that have a really strong work rate, and Jesus have that. Even though this season he's not really on his peak like other seasons, but Jesus, if you see him play, he will fight for the ball. At yeah. least he, he definitely has a high work rate defensively and offensively, and I really like exactly. that in a striker, someone who moves around a lot like Suarez. Prime Suarez was deadly because he was able to move behind the defense to collect the ball and was able to fool the defender by sometimes just sprinting forward out of nowhere. That's what made him an amazing striker. Exactly. And one of the the sad reality is like nowadays players are getting really hype before they even reach at least that level kind of. Definitely. And then then their, their career goes downhill. Exactly, because it leaves a pressure. Like, a big example, Dembele. We were just talking about this. Dembele, I feel like he had this insane pressure over him. What is he going to do? He came from Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund is nowhere near as class as Barcelona. You come to the stadium, you already feel the pressure just being in the stands, down in the nosebleeds, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like, like, it's... But putting that pressure on Dembele is already, like ruining ruining his mental thoughts if he misses in front of goal he's done that's what happened with Morata that's why Morata is so shit he's, mm-hmm. he's a fantastic player I think he's fantastic well back in Madrid he was but the problem is is that the, the truth like his confidence is so low he misses in front of goal he's he's lost the thought he's lost on the pitch he doesn't know what to do anymore he has to move yeah. out of Chelsea and he has to find something to do because yeah Morata is a great player. I just feel like maybe Chelsea is just not the team. And, like, I feel like from the get-go, people have to understand that every team has a different style of playing. Mm-hmm. Morata tends to like playing on the back. Like, he's, yeah. he's in the back waiting for the ball, and then he runs forward. Like, Chelsea doesn't like playing like that too much, often. Yeah. Like, in, in Madrid, it's more counterattack, long balls to the sides. We had Marcelo and Cavajal. Yes. It's, it's different. It's like it's like putting, like, I don't know. It's like putting Xavi Hernandez or, like, Isco on Atletico Madrid and playing that attacking mindset of Park the Bus kind of by Atletico Madrid. Like, it's not going to work. Yeah, it just doesn't work. And I, I honestly can respect that. But it's just the way I see it. Chelsea, while we're on the topic of strikers... Morata just he doesn't finish in front of goal and honestly his passing isn't all that great either so it's like we're playing with 10 men it's what it feels like and it's definitely what it is I feel like Hazard playing a false nine playing center forward and having a left wing and right wing a little bit pushed forward is the key to go because that's that's actually not a bad idea because if you think about it Hazard kind of I'm not saying I'm not trying to compare everybody to Messi right now. Yeah. But Hazard has kind of like that special talent 
like like almost like remember how in the old days it was classic actual classic 10 he kind of yeah. reminds me of that it could yeah. be like that surprise that breaks in through the middle or like through the wings had the vision of the field yeah definitely I feel like just how do I say just Hazard in general his passing is just insane and for a striker or a center forward that's everything because Messi you see how he does his passing is beautiful down to Jordi Alba down to anybody on the pitch it's just it's beautiful and seeing a striker do that and also being able to score means so much especially because Chelsea is struggling with scoring these days with the likes of Pedro, which is, in my opinion, one of our best wingers, being old, and William not performing lately. Because, okay, William always, for me, has been good. Yeah, but the I... problem with William is, the William, his stamina isn't the best. Like, he will give us a great performance. But when that tank runs out, it really ran out. Yeah. And then for Pedro, he has a crazy work rate, really hardworking. But work rate can't do it to score. Like, he needs somebody up top. Like, Chelsea need like, that reference. Like, that guy, like, will be like, here I am, and we're going to take Chelsea to the next level, you know? Like, yeah. how it was the old times. For, for the likes of, look, Dropa. That guy put the shirt on, and he literally meant it. Like, you could he, feel like... Yes, dude. Hey, Drogba was clinical. That man would be in the... It would be the 90th minute. And he... You go in for a corner. Who are you going to send it to? Drogba. Because you know why? He puts... He scores goals. Period. That's what he does. Exactly. Who would have... Who would... Who would have not forgot the goal that he scored in Champions League on Bayern to tie the series and take that to the extra time? He's clutch, bro. He's... Drogba is insane. And the one person I could see... Being our star number nine, like, striker at Chelsea would probably be the likes of Icardi. Even though we're probably going to get Higuain with the the deals I've been seeing lately in the news. I've been seeing Higuain loan deal. And we might take Morata for a swap with them. But see, that's the problem. Chelsea, Chelsea, I, I have the feeling like Chelsea always loan players. Yeah. Um, yet old players like Chelsea gotta start thinking about the future because look at the likes of AC Milan they had they had Slatan and Pirlo and Beckham and Ronaldinho all together but guess what when they got them they were already reaching the end of their career like Milan was like the likes Milan at one point was even way better than Barca yeah. and look how they ended I feel like yes yeah, soccer is important winning but you also gotta think about the future investing your presence everything and I don't, I'm, I don't feel that confident with the Chelsea um, board. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I've never liked the Chelsea board because the Chelsea board isn't honest. And a good way of showing mm-hmm. that is our most recent transfer, Pulisic exactly. to Chelsea. Could you believe the this? I, I couldn't believe it that Sari in a press conference after the zero-zero tie we had. They asked him about Pulisic and how we bought him for $58 million. A bench warmer, by the way. He said he had no idea. Absolutely no idea of the transfer. That's it. That's the point. When how do you, you have no build- idea? I, I don't... 
you gotta say something. Like this is our manager. Like he's exactly. he's the one who's making the moves. And you, the worst part is, Pulisic is a bench warmer. He's not. He's a great player. I think he passes the ball insanely. He's good. He plays Maurizio Sarri's style, but I don't like his finishing. His finishing reminds me of Raheem Sterling. Uh, extremely <laughs> not clinical at all. Like, he's, yeah. what's the point of having all that pace and passing if in front of goal you're just going to fold? Like, yeah, my just... point. And, like, the, the part that I don't really get nowadays in soccer, like, the board makes the decision, but... People don't see it this way, but for me, the manager is, like, the first boss. Because, like, if you're going the opposite, the board have a certain way you want to play or certain way they want to develop their, their club. And the manager is thinking different, it's going to come by opposite. How in the world the manager is not going to know no idea? Like, the manager should be the first one. Exactly. Be like, I want him, yes or no. If yeah. you're going to you're gonna post a coach, if you're going to... You're going to take your time, pay your coach, be your leader in a team. You're supposed to have full faith. If not, then you might as well not hire him. Why oh. you hire him? You said it. It's perfect. That's all you needed to say. I don't understand what Pulisic is possibly even doing on our squad. Because I know definitely he fits Sari's style. But it's definitely not because we wanted Pulisic for the player he is. Because he's not starting. He's a bench warmer. I think exactly. we got Pulisic for fifty-eight million because we got him for the fans we'll get in America, mm-hmm. and because of the jersey sales. Because I already know I'm buying a Pulisic jersey. He <laughs> could play like garbage. He could play like garbage. I'm getting his jersey. Yeah, that's I the feel truth like of it. It's it's I, to I, sell jerseys. I kind of feel like certain teams nowadays they don't think so much of the feel, but they think about marketing money. Like, they look at Pulisic probably like business. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But the sad reality is you're ruining probably a great talent. Pulisic, even though we don't know, because the chances of an American, no offense to Americans, that you reach high is very hard. Yeah. But you- this guy, this guy, you're right away telling him to fail. If you're not giving him time, that's almost a 98%. You, the play is not going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Or recover from this because you're just gonna make his salary go lower, his market go lower, he's he's a media player go lower. If people start seeing him in a bench, not seeing him recently, he's gonna end up leaving, and maybe who knows where he's gonna go. Mm-hmm. See, but here's my problem. My problem is this obviously wasn't um Sari. The problem is is it's the board. And the board needs to understand we're not scoring goals. Like, we're genuinely, we're not scoring goals. And in front of, what are we going to do in front of goal? We're going to have Pulisic score for us? Pulisic isn't going to do that. He's not a goal scorer. And with, even if we do get Higuain, Higuain, he kind of, he's more of a player that likes to stay inside of the box and let the ball come to him so he can do his work. And that's kind of lazy. And I don't like that kind of work rate on my team. So Yeah, and this this kind of reminds me of the Barca situation at the same time. Because remember the player, um, oh man, what was his name? The transfer. Um, Where did he play? Um, oh my gosh, he's a midfielder. Oh no, not a forward, not bad. Malcolm. Malcolm in Malcolm. the French league. 
in the French league, I know a lot of people may no, no, he's a packet. He's not a great talent. But in the French league, when Neymar in the PSG domination, he was the one that was like literally showing how good player his talent was showing. He was speaking for himself. Neymar was even taking a handshake. Like he's really good. Yeah. And then when the transfer was confirmed, the press asked him. And he was like, the manager, I don't really know him much. How are you supposed to have a player if you don't know him? Exactly. That's why, that is exactly why managers like to meet with the players kind of secretly and have talks with them because you can't sign a player you don't know. You need to, you need to get to know him, see if he's good enough for the team and see from there, you know? Exactly. And what's your um what your thought what's your thoughts about um there's rumors even though I don't see this happening by her and even rumors that Morata might go to Barca. I don't think it's oh, gonna happen. But... I did see that. I yeah, I see um Barcelona, they're looking for a it's definitely a able to see a striker. Which mm-hmm. because honestly Suarez is the only striker on that team, and I don't think he's getting old. Yes, and Valverde, I don't think he's comfortable playing Messi in a center forward position because you know we don't really. Problem? What? What's the problem? I, I feel like Valverde. Yes, he's not like Luis Enrique. He, mm-hmm. yes, I know he's doing, he's winning, but it's not but all that's about winning. It's Barcelona. No, exactly. no, I don't like Valverde. I've never liked him. I think he's a very weak manager. Exactly. Not because of his, how like how do I say his strategies? My bad for cutting you off, but like not his strategies or anything like that. It's just Valverde. I feel like he, he doesn't really. Making. Yeah, I I I can't get behind his decision. For for example, I'm gonna give you a great example. All right. When a coach is good, they make they take risk. This coach doesn't take risk. For example, the same same way will continue. Barca bring him for midfielder. He's scared. He doesn't know. He's scared that Coutinho's gonna take forever and he needs to win. Mm-hmm. We don't have to think about today. We gotta think about the long run. Because what happens if, if we win today, mm-hmm. but in, but in a few years we're like another team that were great. You know? Yeah. Dude. Like, yeah, I get that. And like Valverde, like his decision. For example, Rakitic. What is a 30-year-old or 29-year-old doing playing more games or exactly the same games as Messi? Rakitic is a great player, but I feel like Valverde doesn't know how to balance the timing and the decisions. Like, for example, Busquets. He put Sergio Busquets on a Copa del Rey when they were already dominating. It was like 4-3-0, the last game they qualified to face um, Levante. Mm-hmm. And he had almost all bench, right? And he had, I think it was Rakitic, but I don't know. One of the starters were playing. So he switched him. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Give him a break. And he put Busquets on the second half when he knows that Barca for Barca, Busquets is a crucial play with Messi on his side. And he put yeah. him on the second half when they already won the series. Bro. I I can't get behind his decision making. He, I don't feel like he's the right man. I feel like great manager but i feel like even though he's performing i feel like he should be stat like he should be like sent off yeah. because he he's performing but i feel like he's performing because barcelona is barcelona 
I could manage Barcelona and I could probably still maybe do a little, yeah, do a little know, like, thing here and there. Who wouldn't want to have Messi and Suarez and Coutinho on their team? Like, like exactly. come on now. I mean, like, in all honesty, I say I could probably manage Barcelona. Like, obviously, I can't. But what exactly. I'm trying to say is, is like, Valverde, for a manager, for Barcelona, like, this is top club, semi-final at least, you know, that's what they reach. And he's managing, like, how do I say, he's not taking any risks. He's not doing anything. I feel like he's doing it more of a playing it safe and I can't respect that because playing it safe was never like it was never a great thing to do because you're not like increasing the value of some of your players or even experimenting here and there you're just Barca was always known for experiment not not Mm -hmm. safe results or like what Barca was doing last year for example defending the Champions League draw against Roma yeah when have you seen Barca defend? Like, I know Barca, every team defends. Don't get me wrong. But literally, Barca was all the way in the back. Barca possessed the ball. Barca doesn't yeah. go in the back. Yeah, they don't play like that. What? Messi doesn't even come back. Suarez, I, don't really, I can't think of a time he came back. Don't even get me started on Coutinho. Coutinho's a great player. High work rate. But, like, he doesn't. He's not a defender. You're, exactly. you're having three attacking-minded players playing defense like you're just exactly. throwing your team out the window and for me even though yes I know the players have to perform whoever's the manager but I feel like a big part of that elimination was Valverde yeah a huge one for example look at Zidane he came and changed everything when they had a bad yeah. person but that's kind of the same reason why Barca I know people look at Ramos Champions League success I know that was great but Real Madrid always been a team that I don't know what is it. They have like a special wand. They don't have to play good to win. Mm-hmm. You know? Like a lot of times, like they, the game they they won, they yeah. had they had twenty percent possession and they still won by just hitting two shots. Like I feel like Madrid are very lucky, and it's gonna sound wrong. I don't want people to interpret it wrong. Just mm-hmm. very lucky. Madrid, um, I don't know. They have something. Always, always something show up. The bench scores or something. Ramos upper ninety. Everything they have something like that. But Madrid, this is kind of like Barca. I want you guys to relate it to Barca. Yes, they were doing that. But remember last year, how many points they lost and how long it took Ronaldo to score. Yeah. If you think it was until that, February, bro. Exactly. It took him until February. And if you think about that, and people. Never criticized them because they were doing good in Champions League. And oh my them. god, that made me so mad. You're right. so right, bro. And look at them now like, people feel like if you lose, all right, but it's not that. The most important part for me, in my opinion, is criticize when you're winning because when they lost, when the when their game playing is not following up, when the players are different, different mindset in the game, and then when you're losing. That's that equals game over. Like, you don't want to reach. It's like, for example, if you have money, right? You're in a car. Yeah. You got this. You owe tickets, right? You're not gonna let that grow up. You're gonna try to avoid less payment so that when something shows up, you can pay or avoid that. Madrid yeah. literally pile up, but no, it's fine. It's fine. We were winning. That's not 
For me, exactly. I can't respect that. See, I think Real Madrid, back when Zidane and Cristiano Ronaldo were playing, Zidane even said it himself. He was not a very tactical manager. He was more of an emotional manager. I feel like he set a fire inside these players to make them play their hearts out. Mm -hmm. But the real difference maker, and we all know what it is, is Cristiano Ronaldo. That's who it was. Even even putting Cristiano Ronaldo aside, because Cristiano Ronaldo is not even as good as he is. He's not a perfect player. He'd never had a, a, like, a game, like, how do I say? A perfect game every Champions League. But the problem was, luck had an insane amount of, like, weight when it came to Real Madrid. That's just that. If you think about it, you can just put Ronaldo and Keylor Navas. Another story that I feel like is unfair. So sad. Dude, Keylor Navas, in my opinion... I, this is gonna sound insane. Is the best goalkeeper in the world? Yeah, I wouldn't because I think he's an amazing player and he works hard because he's yeah, as much as he has made mistakes, he's insane. Some of the things he's done has been insane. And to yeah, be honest he, with you, there are times where sections. Yes, there are times where Kaylor Navas does things that I think De Gea, Courtois. Maybe even the likes of insane goalkeepers like Oblak and Allison can't do. Mm-hmm. Because Kaylor Navas is just... His inconsistency is still good. It's still exactly. pretty good because he's and a goalkeeper. There, you give up some goals sometimes. Exactly. And I feel like... Okay, example. Coutois. People hype yeah. Coutois, I know he wasn't a bad keeper, but... Pe- I don't know what happened to him. But ever since the second season of Chelsea... He went downhill his career. I yeah. don't care what he did in the World I, Cup. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, on top of that, Keylor Navas used to have to block so many shots and just wait for a goal for Ronaldo to resolve it. Or maybe a lucky goal by Benzema. Or Ramos up for 90. And then Keylor Navas makes sure. Now the problem is, you don't have somebody to just have one goal in you. And on top of that, you don't have a keeper that keep you guys alive. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a big part of um, Real Madrid. How they bench Ronaldo. Um, not Ronaldo. Taylor Navas. Taylor Navas. And then put Ronaldo off the team. And then take out Zidane. I feel like those three you, pieces oh. took mm-hmm. a big Did you hit. hear? Wait, hold up. I'm going to have to pause. Did you hear that Zidane, I, he, told, he told somebody, I forget who it was. And he said that the reason Zidane left was because he told the board, we have to sell Gareth Bale, not Cristiano Ronaldo, and they sold Cristiano Ronaldo, and that was the reason he left. Yeah, Did you I hear about that? that? Story. I heard that story, but I also heard the story. Remember how, let's be honest, Keylor Ronaldo, since he's been there, the president of Madrid always wanted a replacement. Every yeah. transfer window. Okay. Zidane always said, my keeper is Keylor Navas. I don't want to... But and, I, I don't exactly, Jose. I don't that, understand. And then on top of that, on top of that, he said it many times. And even though there was times that Madrid was doing bad and they had Zidane and they wanted to buy players, Zidane still said it. He trusts these players. I'm fine with my players. You let the man do his job. So this year, I feel like the problem was Zidane already knows the confidence level was too high for Madrid. Like, mm-hmm. these guys have 
they need young players to motivate themselves to win success. But on top of that, he had Ronaldo that was leaving. They didn't. The board wasn't listening to him. Gary Bell was gonna stay, and they knew that Kylian Navas was gonna be benched this season. I feel like Zidane knew all this, and that's why he put the pen and said, "I'm leaving." Definitely. I Dude, feel. I, like- I just I I can get behind. Like I can understand when Courtois you paid. How much did they pay for Courtois? And God bless. Courtois hasn't been doing good, even at Chelsea. I, I I knew this as a Chelsea fan. I was able to look at Courtois and say, this man is not this man is not performing. This man is not doing as well as people are saying he's doing. And Courtois said this and that. And guess what? Karma got him in the ass. Everything he said about Chelsea when he left came right back to him. Now he's playing like garbage. You want to know why? Because now he's not... He's in an actual goalkeeper like situation. Mm-hmm. Like for players like De Gea at Man United, De Gea's having amazing games, but the defense is trash. The, exactly. the balls are going right at him. De Gea, I don't think he's that great of a player. I understand you can't base a player off their World Cup performances. And like an example is Messi, but De Gea is terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible for Spain. He, he's absolute garbage Messi at least carried Argentina out of like what was it the qualifiers you know I feel like I don't know I I feel like people forget that I don't care what's your name yeah you have to perform every day every day if you are bought if you're if you're a player you're not bought for in like inconsistencies they want you they want you on the pitch every day because they like what you're doing and if you're not performing then sorry to say you're not the player that they wanted anymore technically exactly. because you're not performing on the pitch so they gotta find someone who is going to perform yeah and another part I feel like everybody knows in the world like Coutois is super tall insane he's 6'6 six, six. And he's still having this much trouble. Can you imagine if he was the size of Navas, for example? Yeah, I feel like Courtois, one of his biggest faults is him being that tall. And you're probably thinking, what do you mean? That's insane for a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know how many goals slide under his legs? Oh, yeah. Let alone Dude, Messi. Messi. Exactly. This, I, Messi, I think, that, don't even get me started. Go ahead, Jose. Say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm a. I think. I think Messi in these two years he did like four or five. It's on a goalkeeper alone. Yeah, it's his weakness is insane because you have a goalkeeper that big. He's not gonna be moving as fast. And honestly, even though they paid how much? They paid probably. Like, I don't I'm know. Maybe say like 40, 40 Yeah, mil? forty million, Around something there. like that. Doesn't matter. He's letting up goals and he's not letting the team perform because of it. I don't care how much you paid. Kaylor Navas needs to start. That man is a he's a he plays games, bro. He's nice. He's nice. And the sad reality is, yes, I know the ro- loyalty and the love for your club, but yes. it reach a point where it, people get tired. Mm-hmm. And. I don't think it's missing much for Kaylor Navas. I think it's going to be a time that he's just going to snap and say, listen, you I'm guys out. are not. I'm out. I'm out. And that's that's the part Perfect. Madrid is forgetting. Madrid is forgetting that they might lose a great player 
and nowadays players are overpriced and they got Kaylor Navas for a good price mm-hmm. who knows how much money they're gonna pay to get an actual good keeper you know dude, it's, like, yeah dude think, it's you know they sold Kiko Casilla exactly he's gone and when Kaylor Navas leaves Courtois is starting every day. I don't think Madrid have another goalkeeper after that. Madrid goalkeepers. Let me go search that up. And but it, actually, let me Madrid, say this. Madrid has keepers, but they, they come from Madrid um, Academy. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their only goalkeepers are Kaylor Navas, Courtois, and Kiko Casilla, bro. They're yeah. done. They're, let me tell you, though. I was thinking about this, and I read this online. Real Madrid, to put it, to summarize it all, they sold a player that scored 50-plus goals and bought a player that lets in 50-plus goals. That's what yeah. it is. That's literally, in short words, the season of Real Madrid. And honestly, I think they need a manager change. I think they need an insane player to step up and really give Real Madrid the confidence they need because right now... It's insane. I understand Real Madrid have never performed in league. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, but Real Madrid right now, without Ronaldo, there is no Champions League for them. Let's be honest. So what are they going to have? Barcelona exactly. dominate La Liga. Real Madrid are in critical condition. They're going to end up like, I- I'm sorry to say it, Milan. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> if, if they don't if they don't wake up, think about it. They have 30 or 40 points. That's the lowest. Every year, Barcelona Madrid has 90, 80 points. That's a big drop for Madrid. And if they continue this pace, who knows if they're going to make it to Champions League next season. Oh, dude. Imagine. Can you imagine, can you imagine the press when you they see Real Madrid not qualified for... Oh, my God. I don't imagine, even know what to say. Imagine Europa League in Madrid. Something unthinkable. Oh, dude, I can't, I can't... Back to back, three Champions League to Europa League. Yeah, the it will be the story of the 10 years. <laughs> that would be... That would be the biggest story. You know what I just realized? What? Real Madrid have all... I think the presidents... What's that guy's name again? The asshole. <laughs> Florentino. Florentino. Has all I think he's the big problem of Real Madrid. Oh yeah, seriously, because he has no respect for the players. You saw what he did to one of the best players of all time, the mm-hmm. goal. Oh my god, oh, I Casillas, bro. Casillas was one of the best goalkeepers of all time, and you saw the way they let him go. Exactly, like. I'm not trying to they're gonna do the same thing to Kaylor Navas, and I'm it's not, just I'm a not, big I'm, slap in the face. I'm not. I'm not trying to compare players, but players deserve to leave on a good note, especially if you're a legend. I don't care what color you are, which jersey you put on. When you play, you saw the way Barcelona said bye to Iniesta or Chelsea said bye to Lampard. Mm-hmm. That's how you say goodbye to a legend. You don't, you don't say goodbye, like, literally give him a press to talk. Mm-hmm. What kind of goodbye is that? Yeah, you need to set a whole, st- like, rent out the stadium. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? I- like, you... 
Let alone, let alone, that's why, because there was rumors that they said that Ronaldo, the reason why he, because there was rumors that Fortino wanted a goodbye, and Ronaldo said, I don't want a, a goodbye, and you know what I think it is? He, Ronaldo reached a certain level that he was so upset that he didn't want nothing to do with Madrid. He wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And I feel uh, like that's the big upset. Yeah. Of the of the summer, like, like, can you imagine a guy fifty goals, the guy that competed with Messi, the guy that won Champions League? Like, what was Florentino thinking? I do. I think Florentino was thinking that he was gonna get Neymar, and the truth is, Neymar, the longer he's been waiting, the better the relationship with PSG has been for him. Even though he wants to leave. You yeah. can see on Instagram and everything, Imagine Mbappe that. and Neymar have been glued together like not best just, friends. Not just that, I, Ronaldo said it. I think there's rumors that Ronaldo, big reason to leave, he did not want a Neymar on the team, and not <gasps> just not just that, not, not just that. In top of that, Florentino really want a guy like Neymar, and I think everybody in the world saw this. Neymar on his winter break in summer and certain dates he you saw he took pictures with Piquet Artus Messi he went back to Barcelona to spend time with them you mm-hmm. I know you gotta put aside the relationship your personal life and then soccer but you really want a guy that literally was with the, almost the whole crew of Barca and he's supposed to be your top transfer on Madrid Mm-hmm. What can you expect? I think, to be truthfully honest with you, you know, me being huge, avid, you know, Brazilian and all, I can confidently say Mbappe, in my opinion, is already on track, if not already better than Neymar. And That's not f- people, people always put that label. The problem with Neymar is he's a media player, he's well known. But mm-hmm. I feel like. People don't understand when I say Neymar was a failure. Like Neymar, he's yeah, he succeeded. But people confuse it. Like his expectation was higher. Yeah. And he didn't reach it. And not just that. They keep he was he was always called the future Messi. The guy that's supposed to carry bars. The guy that's supposed to carry soccer. The guy that's supposed to win the Ballon d'Oro. My boy, like he's already 27. And how Messi when I was going, they're still going. What when they're gonna when Neymar's gonna win something? When he's 30? Yeah, dude. But here's the thing. You put Messi in a table all around Brazilian legends with the likes of Ronaldinho, Ronaldo Lima, Socrates, you know, like just ballet, yeah, amazing also. players. What do you think he deserves to sit at that table? Honestly. No. I don't think he does. And it's, that's the sad truth. Neymar is the best player Brazil has, and he doesn't sit at the same table as I those feel, legends. I feel, I feel like the big problem is Brazil, and this is kind of going to the topic of Brazil. Brazil doesn't have a leader, an actual mm. leader. Like, yeah. for God's sake, I would have loved having Ronaldo in Brazil, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Brazil, like, if you think right now, if you make an all-time team of Brazil... Right? Yeah. Which player in the starting 11 will you keep as an all-time? Almost nobody. Mm-hmm. 
there's, for me, there's nobody. Actually, for me, no, it's only that, for me. For like, me, for me, it's only one. Marcelo. It could be. It could be two. No, I would have put Marcelo, but the problem is Roberto Carlos is there. In my opinion, I, Roberto Carlos was better. But oh, nah, this, come on, Jose, <laughs> we're gonna argue over the podcast. Let me tell you, but you pick one player who has fit uh, somebody's shoes so perfectly. You see Marcelo. How do you fill a legend's shoes like that? Marcelo is, in my opinion, insane. Marcelo yeah. defensively isn't the best, and yeah. Roberto Carlos is a hard. Insanely hard he, left back like top. He was a rock. But Marcelo at Real Madrid in their prime was insane. He scored yeah. goals. He made passes. He crossed people up. He destroyed. Like, I, that man did everything. There's nothing he didn't. Actually, he didn't defend that well, but. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the one you know, job you know. he had, he didn't do that well. But I can see. No, hold up. Give me one second. Oh, my phone's... Yeah, my phone's about to die, Jose. I'm going to keep it real with you. All right. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right. Real quick, real quick. I feel like Danny Alves is the only one, for me, in my opinion, but definitely Marcelo's mm-hmm. debatable. It could be Danny Alves or Roberto Carlos, but that's really short. Two players out of the all-time of Brazil. Yeah, it's... It really is kind of sad seeing Brazil's lineup not being as... How do I... Like, how do you say? Not as powerful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not as mesmerizing as yeah. the last ones were. But the truth is, I think Brazil has a great future with Gabriel Jesus, Vinicius Jr. Even though I think Vinicius Jr. isn't all that great. Ardu, yeah, I feel like he's oh my god. That's another, that's, a, that's another... I think uh, I think Jr. is a little overhyped, but he's good. And Arthur mm-hmm. is phenomenal. phenomenal. I think Arthur is going to be one of the most phenomenal midfielders this world has possibly ever seen in the future. I think he can rival the likes of Xavi, Iniesta. I think he can be on the same bar if he keeps on the track he's at right now. Oh, yeah. But um, thank you for having me. We're going to wrap this video. Thank you, Lucas. Okay. And have a good one, guys. My pleasure. See you guys. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.